It's time to clear out the inboxes where we field calls and emails regarding our criticism of Chris Sims, our thoughts on the tight end room, and our nominees to make the next great Bucks anthem. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my fantastic co-host, one Mr. David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work over at SBNationsBucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Yeah, we do thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And James, we're going to start this episode today. We're going to start this week. It's Motivation Monday, so we're going to get some motivation fresh from one of our listeners because James, we got a Bucks fan, a loyal listener to the show, who wants to bring us some smoke about a recent take we had on this very show. Hey guys, been listening for a while. Also listen to the Christians podcast and you know uh, quarterback rankings and everything. I listen to every bit of that, and I gotta say I disagree with you guys. Like Jimmy's brought up a lot of really really good points with his defense on how he did his rankings, and I honestly feel like Tom Brady is a top ten quarterback in the league, but I feel like eight. Number eight at 45 years old is still, it's amazing. And, you know, I feel like that's a respectable number. I don't think, I do think there are quarterbacks in the league. There's the seven that he mentioned that if they were on Tampa Bay, you know, they'd be practically in the Super Bowl every year. You know, Tom Brady, if he gets a little bit of pressure early in the game, I mean, things go bad. He doesn't have the mobility the other guys have. And, like, there's, you know, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Those guys are taking the league by storm, and they're going to be the next generation of amazing quarterbacks. So, you know, know, if you guys listen to – I don't know if you guys listen to his full rankings, but it's, you know, taking a quarterback and everything else on the entire team is completely equal – and seeing which quarterback will do the most and win the most games. And Brady will do more with more, like he has done in Tampa, because he has more weapons. But if you put him on the same offensive line, same receivers, and everything else as all the other quarterbacks, I do think there are seven quarterbacks that will have better results. So I just want to put that in. And plus, I kind of have a bias towards Chris Sims because I was a big fan of him when he was in Tampa, and he also played in the, he played in the NFL. Those his stuff probably a little bit better than uh, than you guys do. Not that you guys aren't aren't you know don't know your stuff, but come on, like he, he knows his stuff probably a little bit more. All right, thanks. Go Bucks. All right. Thank you very much for the call. You didn't leave your name, so we don't really know who to thank, but we thank you anyway. And look. 
I will not sit here and pretend that I know more about football than Chris Sims. Obviously, he knows more than I do. I will not refute that point whatsoever. I'm also going to take this approach. These rankings, to me, and maybe I'm misconstruing the situation, these rankings, to me, are the top 40 for 2022. If we're making a top 40 list, David, of quarterbacks from 2022 and beyond, yeah, there's some names on this list that I would put ahead of Tom Brady because Tom Brady's time is limited. But if I'm taking a look at just this season, just 2022, the chances of winning a Super Bowl, if I'm going to put the hopes and dreams on one drive from a quarterback on this list to get to a Super Bowl, to win a Super Bowl, to win a playoff game, any of those, there are not seven guys on this list that I'm taking above Tom Brady. I'm just not. But if you're talking about you know the top 40 quarterbacks to win multiple Super Bowls in the next 10 years, yeah, I'll take Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'll take Josh Allen. Yeah, I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Maybe not Russell Wilson, maybe not Matthew Stafford, probably not Aaron Rodgers. But some of these younger guys, yeah, they're they're incredible to watch. They're, you know, just now starting to hit their stride. Some of them have much higher ceilings that they can reach, like Herbert and Burrow, because they are so young and they are so new. But for this season, no, there you cannot sell me on seven quarterbacks being better than Tom Brady. No. Yeah. I, so here's what I'm gonna say about Chris Sims, first of all. Chris Sims knows more about what it means to play quarterback in the NFL than James and I. Absolutely. That doesn't put Chris Sims in, in this category of being infallible when he talks about quarterbacks. Like Chris Sims can be wrong just as much as the next guy can. And I'll go back to a story uh, involving Vernon Hargraves, and I'm not going to name names because I have too much respect for some of these people to do that and, and to try to put them in, in, in what could be construed as a, as a negative light. These are very smart individuals, right? Um, well, I will put out some names, but there is a specific employee of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I had a very deep conversation about uh, about the future of one Vernon Hargraves. This was a, a couple of years before he ended up being released. And, and I told that person that I believed that Vernon Hargraves skill set and the way that he plays the position of cornerback is better suited to play inside in the slot as a slot defender. James, you and I have had this conversation about Vernon several times during his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That individual, more than two decades in the National Football League, has seen thousands of players come and go and has, has known and, and talked to several different defensive coordinators, uh, disagreed with me, and then that's perfectly fine. It just so happened that in that game, James, Mike Smith actually put Vernon Hargraves in the slot, and that is one of the best games that Vernon Hargraves played as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, due to injury, honestly, more than anything else, that was also basically the last time we saw Vernon Hargraves play in the slot. He ended up having to move back outside, and history is what it is. Uh, Bruce Arians once told you that Vernon Hargraves was an outside cornerback. Todd Bowles once told you that Vernon Hargraves was an outside cornerback. Vernon Hargraves told you that Vernon Hargraves was an outside quarter cornerback. The best Vernon Hargraves has ever looked in the National Football League was in the slot. Mm -hmm. So who's correct? Who knows more, right? And who is correct? Two totally different things, guys. All right, so Chris Sims, yes, he knows more about quarterback play in the National Football League than I do. I will also admit that. But it doesn't mean he can't be wrong. He can absolutely be wrong. And he is wrong in this situation. So... First of all, saying that Tom Brady being ranked number eight is really good because of his age. I'm just going to throw out the window because age has nothing to do with this. It has to do with ability and performance. And if Chris Sims did say that these rankings are in a vacuum, all things being equal, 
Well, then you have to throw all of the rankings out of the window to be, to be quite honest with you, because that scenario doesn't exist. Why are we ranking quarterbacks? If we're going to say, well, if everything's equal, if they all have the same old line, they all have the same receivers, running backs, and they're all facing the same defenses. Then here's my top 40 quarterback list. That scenario doesn't exist. And that's what makes football so great. And that's what makes some of these guys so great. Cause let me tell you something that Tom Brady has that Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen don't. None of those guys have Robert Gronkowski considering to stave off his Hall of Fame retirement in order to play another year. None of those guys have Leonard Fournette taking a pay cut to play with him. None of those guys have Ryan Jensen backing off the ledge of leaving Tampa Bay as a free agent to come back to play one more year, actually play multiple years with this team, but at least one more year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. None of those guys have these things. Tom Brady has it like that. None of these guys have Antonio Brown behaving for even a year to play with him. Tom Brady has that. You can't take that away from him. You can't say, well, we're going to take that away. We're going to make everything equal. If everything's equal, then Tom Brady can, has to be just as athletic as Patrick Mahomes or else it's not equal, right? If we're, if we're going to make everything equal, we got to make everything equal. The other thing I will say about this is if this ranking is based off of athleticism, then and in the future, Dak Prescott should be ahead of Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson should be ahead of Tom Brady. Kyler Murray should be ahead of Tom Brady. And they should be ahead of Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, is ahead of Tom Brady at number five in this as well. So that's not what Chris Sims is doing here. I, I understand disagreement, and I'm all for disagreement. But if you're going to present points, I'm also going to pick at your points as well. So we appreciate the voicemail. But again, um, the bottom line is Tom Brady is doing more with more because those players that are counted as the more they want to do more with Tom Brady. Devonte Adams didn't care about Aaron Rodgers when he said, trade me to Vegas. Tyreek Hill didn't care about Pat Mahomes when he said, trade me to play for Tua Tunga Vailoa. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyreek Hill would rather pay play with Tua than with Patrick, or at least playing with Patrick is not important enough to forego what Tyreek wants and is willing to play with Tua to get it. So again, all things being equal, Tom Brady is the Pied Piper. Tom Brady is the beat of the drummers, is laying down the beat of the drum that other players want to march to. These other guys, they've got playmakers leaving them. So Tom Brady's better than number eight. He may not be number one, but he's better than number eight because things aren't equal. And one last real quick thing that I want to mention is David, who does Chris Sims host a show with every day? I don't know. Mike Florio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> who gets more criticism for saying things just to get a reaction? I agree with you. I am not gonna I am not going to tie Chris to that. I have too much respect for Chris. I, I too was a fan of Chris Sims when he was playing, by the way. I really had high hopes for him. Um, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna blame Chris for that. Pro football talk tends to lean towards getting reactions that's all i'm trying to say no hey listen and listen i'm sure chris had very yeah i'm sure chris had very very real reasons and i'm sure they make sense to us like that's the thing about rankings this is why we love rankings during the offseason because you can justify any ranking like the caller you can justify tom brady being number eight and and nobody says you're wrong i'm just going to tell you why i disagree um and it just so happens that i have more people that listen to me than than you do (laughs) that is but that doesn't mean I'm a better podcaster. If you start up a podcast, you might you might blow us out the water. If you do, let us know. Send us a link. We'll take a listen. Absolutely. 
All right. We've got more interactions with listeners, and we love it. And by the way, zero hatred, zero anger behind that. So please uh, continue calling. Although next time, leave your name and let us know who you are. We're going to hear from another listener. Well, we're going to read from another listener uh, here in the next segment uh, for two. We have uh, three questions from one listener. It's going to be an amazing thing. We're going to break this down, and we're going to do it thanks to our friends at BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's hockey playoffs. Let's go. Game seven. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, you're going to know if there's going to be a game seven or not. But hopefully there is. Major League Baseball is also happening if you like that kind of thing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. This season, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and the game of golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making the Lockdown Bucks podcast your first listener, your first view every single day. Again, all love, guys. Call in with your disagreements or email with your disagreements. Just don't expect us to not disagree back but all love we appreciate the interaction from you guys and another interaction we got james an email from donald bolton who dropped us three questions the first of which and i'm going to paraphrase this these aren't quote for quote word for word i'm paraphrasing the questions but with gronk retiring for good uh, although donald does hope he pulls a tom brady i think everybody hopes he pulls a tom brady as long as it's before thanksgiving Brady becomes the clear number one option at tight end but with oj howard now in buffalo who is Tight end number two, Cody McElroy, Dot, and Coquif seem to be the most obvious choices, of course. Do we, the Buccaneers, that is the we that we're talking about, stick with any of these guys for 2022? Or do the Buccaneers try to make a trade for another more established tight end to take the number one spot or potentially back up break? If so, who do the Buccaneers trade for? Who do the Buccaneers trade away? Are there any tight ends on the free agent market worth going for? James, what do you say? I would say right now, Tight end two is Cade Otten. Number one is Brait. Number two is Cade Otten. However, I do truly believe that Cade Otten probably would have been drafted much higher had he not been dealing with injuries throughout the draft process to the point that he might have been the number one tight end taken. If not number one, probably number two. But he is going to be a huge factor. And I think we are going to see the development and evolution of him into tight end number one, probably by about mid-season, maybe a little bit earlier. I don't Mm. think they trade for someone to be the bona fide tight end one. They're not going to sign anybody that's going to be a bona fide tight end one over Brait or Cade Otten. But David, you already know who I'm going to say as far as signing a tight end for some depth, a little bit more development, some reassurance. I want Blake Jarwin. I really, truly do. I think the sky is the limit for this kid, and you are going to get him dirt cheap. If he can stay healthy, which, you know, you never know with these things. We saw that. How many times, David, did you and I mention O.J. Howard, if he can stay healthy over the course of, of four or five years, whatever it was, But Blake Jarwin not having to be the number one guy, even the number two guy, gives you a legitimate red zone threat, gives you a legitimate, reliable receiver on third downs that can help move the sticks, similar to what Brait already does. But having somebody that has a ceiling that high that you can get for basically the minimum, it's worth the shot. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I agree with tight end number two. It's got to be K. Dotton right now. Of course, health has to, to do with that. But I think on the depth chart, K. Dotton is your number two guy. If he's healthy, he's the guy on the field. Now, as far as affecting the depth chart, um, shout out to Greg Allman from The Athletic, who actually brought up this name. And I agree uh, with the possibility. Dalton Schultz from the Dallas Cowboys. Dalton Schultz uh, is embroiled in a contract dispute with the Cowboys. He wants a new deal. They don't apparently want to give him one or they're at least dragging their feet on it. They traded Amari Cooper for a fourth-round pick and a late-round draft pick swap. So uh, let's see if we can get Dalton Schultz off the Dallas Cowboys' hands for, I don't know, a fourth-round pick and a late-round uh, draft pick swap. Dalton Schultz, by the way, last year, 78 catches, 808 yards, eight touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott, who, FYI, came in behind Tom Brady and Chris Sims' top 40 quarterback rankings. So all things being equal, Dalton Schultz with Tom Brady would probably be better 63 catches, 615 yards, and four touchdowns in 2020. Dalton Schultz is 25 years old and only on the way up. The Buccaneers would have to extend him because his current uh, cap hit is, is too much for them to absorb. But we know the contracts are no big deal for the Buccaneers front office. You sign him to a couple, you know, three, four, or five-year deal uh, along with the trade. Cam Bray goes out there and does what Cam Bray does. He, Cam Bray has been uh, the second or third paid tight end on this team multiple years, and he's shown that his ego uh, can handle and swallow that exact situation. You bring Dalton Schultz in here. He's tied in number two to begin with, but eventually probably next season uh, he becomes tied in number one. And that's what I would do in this situation. For the record. Yes. I would prefer Dalton Schultz over Blake Jarwin. Yes. And again, shout out Greg Allman. Cause that was not my idea. That was right. Mr. Allman's idea. The Godfather locked on books podcast. All right, real quick. Fourth round pick and a sixth round pick to Kansas city for Kelsey in a seventh. Who says no? Um, not Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill says, yes, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, something else that was asked, David, was with a little bit more than 10 million in cap space, the Bucks have right around 12 million, actually. Is there a chance now of re-signing Indomitian Sue even after his comment on NFL Live, or are the Bucks completely out of it? Is, is Indomitian Sue gone? I, I think they move forward. I think Akeem Hicks was that step forward, and I don't think that this coaching staff for this front office is going to is gonna look back and said they're going to start looking for ways to fill holes uh, elsewhere. Now, look, if Indomitian Sue makes it to training camp without a deal, which I don't believe is going to happen, uh, but if somehow training camp starts around the NFL and Indomitian Sue doesn't have a deal, I mean, then then maybe, you know, never say never type of thing, and injuries, of course, uh, can always creep up. And Indomitian, honestly, he may – he may take a deal, you know, offer from the, from the Raiders, the Vikings, the Chargers, who knows, um, and kind of sit on it and then, you know, kind of see what happens in the first week of training camps. And if something, knock on wood, it doesn't, but if something does happen, maybe he brings that deal to the Bucks, and they kind of go, all right, man, let's 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 run this thing back and and do this. But that's pretty much the only scenario I can see this happening. But honestly, I think Indomitian, if he gets a worthy deal from the Raiders, the Vikings, or anybody else, I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I, I do think the Raiders are the leaders in the clubhouse for this one, and I, I think the ship has sailed. Uh, with the Buccaneers, no pun intended, though. If you go from a Buccaneer to a Raider, there's there's a little bit of a pun there. But yeah, I'm a uh, fan of that move. It's, it's, it's unfortunate because Indomitian Sue was really reliable. He did play really well for the Buccaneers. I enjoyed having him on this team lining up next to Vita Vea. But yeah, it's it's a decision that the Buccaneers made that they felt was best for them moving forward. Hopefully, Indomitian Sue is able to make the best decision for himself and his family moving forward, though. I don't envy him having to be in that AFC West if the Raiders are actually his his mm. decision. But, yeah, I, I do think that uh, Sue's days in Tampa are officially over. David. Yeah. Two things. 
Yeah. If Indominus Sue goes to the Raiders, I'm I'm putting money on the Raiders to take the AFC West. I and would. Chris Sims has actually been on this show. We love Chris. Just to clear that up. That is also true. All right. We are going to come up to uh to answer Donald's final question. We are going to come up with some musical artists that might be able to lend their talents to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is coming up in just a moment. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of Lock on Bucks podcast. And the final question from Donald Bolton, who emailed us at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com, which you can do the same, was local singer slash rapper Dirty. I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right. It's capital D-U-R-T, capital E. That's me, Dirty. Wrote a great song for the Bucks in 2021 called Buck'em Up. Will Dirty write and record a follow-up for 2022? And what other musical artists who are Bucks fans do you feel should and could make a great Tampa Bay Buccaneers anthem song? Uh, so I have not had the honor of meeting Mr. E, um, but I will say that the song is very good um, for as far as Buccaneers theme songs are considered. I think it was, I think it was very well done. It's always difficult because, you know, you're, you're doing a themed song, a, a Buccaneers theme song. You want to include as many, you know, you want to get, you know, Tom Brady's name in there and, and all that stuff, obviously. So it's always a little bit difficult because some of these guys, like, I don't know, like, what do you, what do you rhyme William Golston with? Like, you know I mean? That's, that's a, that's a really hard kind of concept to come up with. So I, I, I enjoyed the song. I had never heard it before, so again, shout out to you, Donald, because you are the reason that I heard the song, um, so I did enjoy it, but who could do another one? Well, the obvious answer, James, is Nick Carter and the Backstreet Boys, right? And you could do, like, I don't know, Brady. like the Buccaneers are back right. tonight, or all right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's that's a thing that you're doing. Um, I want it Tom's way or something. Like, you could do Tom's I don't know any more Backstreet Todd's way. Todd's way. There you go. I don't know any other Backstreet Boys songs, so I'm, I'm going to limit to that. Um, another idea that I found. So I literally Googled famous Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Brittany Snow from the movie um, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. That's what I said. Uh, the movie Pitch Perfect. Who I don't know if she actually sang. Right. I mean, that's 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 a thing that might not have happened. But if she did, maybe she comes and does like an acapella. Like they get all the all the acapella artists together and and drop an acapella. Buccaneers song that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Um, but <laughs> rewinding the clock many, many years ago, uh, probably almost twenty years ago, there was a particular Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan that released his one and only rap album uh, that I do feel could make a banger of a Buccaneers anthem, and that is the one and only John Cena. Yep. who is the professor of thugonomics and uh yeah that's pretty much pretty much his only qualification is he likes the buccaneers and he is the professor of thugonomics word life apparently uh, he's a, re- a resident of tampa i didn't know that until literally this episode so john cena featuring hulk hogan let's do this oh my goodness nah he lost me on that called, one um called uh go bucks brother so another name that we talked about pre-recording was tech nine who tech nine, if you don't know him, he likes to do a lot of features 
and he'll pretty much do a rap song about anything. Um, obviously, you would love to have The Rock in there talking about how it's about drive and, and power and, and devouring things. Um, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, as the owner or one of the owners of the XFL, I doubt he would be willing to do an NFL theme song. So, uh, Also, there's Drake, the world's biggest bandwagon jumper. He yes. will wear any team's uniform and praise all of them for various reasons. But Right after Kevin Durant signs to be a tight end of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to throw this name out here. And I'm basing this solely on a song that came out uh, 13 years ago uh, because I got this album uh, the day after my son was born, Beckett. But there was a particular rapper that mentioned a game between the Cowboys and Buccaneers in his song Deja Vu. So I say, and he's not a sports fan at all. Uh, he represents, you know, some sports logos because he's from Detroit. But give me an Eminem Buccaneers theme song, please. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. And I was going to say, actually, I mean, Matt Stafford finally gave up on the Lions. So maybe Eminem will finally give up on the Lions. I mean, I, I, like you said, not a huge sports fan from everything that we can tell. But, you know, he's from Detroit. So the Lions by default would be probably his his team that he gets behind. But, yeah, I mean, that that would be cool. Yeah, uh, well, and and I listened to an autobiography about Sean Avery, who played hockey for the Detroit Red Wings, went and partied with Eminem with the Stanley Cup, and he flat out says in his book, he's like, Eminem had no idea who we were. He just knew that we were hockey players and we brought this trophy into his house, but that dude knew nothing about sports. So real quick, before we get out of here, David, I got a really cool DM uh, from a a listener of ours. It's the first interaction I've ever had with him. And uh, he sent me a DM with a photo that uh, it was of all the stuff that he got for Father's Day. And uh, he said, yeah, my kid hooked me up for Father's Day. Five shirts, three shorts, shoes, socks. Love your show. I watch you more than church. So at TB Bucks Fania, F-A-N-I-A, I think that's how you're pronouncing that. And he's got Illinois in his in his bio. So you got to love that. Uh, appreciate the message. Appreciate you watching. Uh Feel free to give us a call or or send us an email with any question or topic that you may want us to cover. I'll have the rest of that information coming up in just a moment. But as well as TB Bucks Fania, we thank all of you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL, our national NFL experts and insiders Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in the action. We're going to be back on Wednesday talking about how the Tampa Bay Lightning rallied from a 3-1 deficit to hoist the Stanley Cup for a third year in a row, but we still need to talk about the Buccaneers, right? So send us your topics, your questions, your criticisms, like our caller in the uh, first segment. Give us a shout at 813-444-5841 or send us an email like Donald did over at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. I'm at BucksNation.com. And make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.